You are listening to African Perspectives with host Brother Oshi on Time for an Awakening Media, part of the Black Talk Radio Network for podcasting or live program scheduling. Hit them up at timeforanawakening at gmail.com. Take 
listening to African Perspectives, where we view the issues of our day from an African worldview and African-centered perspective. This program is unapologetically African. It is a custom in the African tradition that asks elders for permission to speak, having been granted permission to our ancestors whose shoulders we stand on, to our elders whose shadows we walk in. I greet you, my dear brothers and sisters. In the language of one of the greatest civilizations on this planet, it gave the world the basic disciplines of knowledge of science, math, architecture, music, writing, law, religion, you name it, we did it. The Greeks called it Egypt, but they called themselves Kemet, and Kemet means land of the blacks. I greet you all in the Kemetic language, the word of peace, Hotep. It is truly an honor and a privilege to pour libation because we truly do stand on the shoulders of those who came before us. We're going to use water because water has no enemies. Water is the great cleanser, the great purifier. Everything on the planet that lives, it needs water from a tiny microscopic organism to a tall redwood tree. We pour water into the earth to invoke the spirits of our ancestors, and we say the word ashe. It simply means, so be it. So we pour this libation to God. For all that God has done and for all that God will do. We sashay. We pour this libation to Mother Africa, birthplace of all humanity. Everyone who has lived, everyone who will live in the future, we all have a common ancestral root in Africa. We pour this libation to the classical civilizations of Africa. I mentioned Kemet in the opening. Kemet was the height, the apex, the zenith of African high culture. But there were others as well, as Timeri, Punt, and Nubia. So we poured us libation to the classical civilizations of Africa. We say, Ashe. 
report us libation to the contemporary civilizations of Africa, of Ghana, Mali, Zangai, Benin, Great Zimbabwe, civilizations that were flourishing and growing while Europe was in a medieval or dark age. The University of Sankare at Timbuktu, an outstanding educational institution. So we poured us libation to the contemporary civilizations of Africa. We say, Ashe? We poured us libation to the Ma'afa, the holocaust of our enslavement, the Infakani, the great tragedy, uprooted out of Africa. Our brothers and sisters lay a carpet along the Atlantic Ocean. We're in North America, South America, Central America. And this call may be recorded or transcribed. Libation to our brothers and sisters who suffered the Ma'afa, the Infakani, the Holocaust of our enslavement, the great tragedy. We pour this libation in their honor and in their memory. We do not know their names, but because of them and their sacrifice, we are here. So we sashay. We pour this libation to those who fought against enslavement. If you ever heard me do a libation, you will know that we were not slaves. I repeat, we were not slaves. We were captives. What does a captive want to do? Get free. So we pour this libation to all those men and women who fought against enslavement. In fact, I maintain that some of us are more of a slave today than we were in our initial captivity because some of us are a slave to vice to corruption, to drugs, sex, and violence. So we poured us libation to those who fought against enslavement. Gabriel Prosser, Nat Turner, Denmark Vesey, Harriet Tutman. We always resisted, and we will always resist. So we poured us libation in the name and the honor of those men and women who fought against our captivity. We poured us libation to those unborn, those young men and women who will once again lead us back on the stage of human history as a free and proud and productive people. We sashay. We pour this libation to brotherhood and sisterhood together for the union of family. We need each other. We don't have good family life. There's a saying, conditions shape conduct and consciousness. The conditions in our community are bad. The conduct towards each other is not good because why? We lack consciousness. And consciousness is more than just awareness. Consciousness is a deeper understanding of who you are historically, who you are culturally. So once we begin to understand the importance of brotherhood and sisterhood together for the union of family. Brothers and sisters, let us all say, Ashe. You are listening to Time for an Awakening Media, part of the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasts or live programming, hit them up at timeforanawakening.com. Good morning, African world. You are listening to African Perspectives here on the Motherland Media Network on timeforanawakening.com and blacktalkradionetwork.com. And I am your host, Baba Oshi, Hotep Family. Hope everything is well for you today. Hope you're going to have a good day. We're going to give the chance to all you, give the chance to all do all the things you want to do, should do, must do, can do, and will do today and this weekend. Hoping the weather will be accommodating, but I know tomorrow is going to be raining and Sunday is going to really be raining. That's what I've been told about the weather, but you never know. But if it has to get done, I know you'll get it done because that's the kind of brother and sister that she is. 
That's why we love you. <laughs> You're listening to the African Perspectives. We're here every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m., 10 to 12 Central, 9 to 11 Mountain, or 8 to 10 Pacific, or any other time around the world. But if you cannot listen to this program live, you can go to the archives at timeforanawakening.com. Top of the page, you'll see podcast. Click on that. The drop down, you'll see African Perspectives. Click on that, and there will be programs that are dated and titled. Also, you can use a shortcut, whatever search engine you use, Firefox, um, whatever. <laughs> Just put it in the search, babaoshi.net, B-A-B-A-O-S-H-I.net. And once again, there will be programs that are dated and titled. Yes. Well, the programs we have here on Time for an Awakening, once again, this program is every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. On, uh, no, we don't have a program on Tuesday anymore. <laughs> no, well, first program we have now is on Thursday. Black Liberation Movement, Mississippi on the Move, with Brother Patrick Lamumba of the Drummo Pratt Gun Club on Thursdays from 7 to 8. On Friday, today, at 8 p.m. this evening, Time for an Awakening with Brother Elliot and Brother Richard. On Saturdays, the Sankofa Elders Council from 7 to 9 with Dr. Janine. And then again again on Sunday at 7 p.m. on Sunday, once again, Time for an Awakening with Brother Elliot and Brother Richard. And, of course, the number to call is 215-490-9832-215-490-9832. We Buy Black. We Buy Black, the largest online marketplace for American African-owned businesses at webuyblack.com. Get everything you need from American African-owned businesses webuyblack.com. Putting more emphasis on that because this is the holiday time, brothers and sisters. Not just the uh, the fourth day of Kwanzaa, which is um, Ujamaa, Cooperative Economics. I'm saying buy black all this month, all for the holiday season. You know, Let's work together. We buy black. Africa for the Africans. Brother Bomani Tahim is ready to take another group of our people to, uh, he's going to Azenia, December 24th to January 4th, 2024. When he comes back, he'll be going again, March 29th to April 9th to Liberia and Morocco. That trip has changed. It's now Liberia and Morocco. Western Africa, and then July 11th to the 23rd, Ghana, November 21st to December 2nd, 2024, Kemet, and then December 24th to January 4th, 2025, Azenia, and then April 1st to April 11th, Senegal and Gambia. Brothers and sisters, check out Brother Bomani. Go to the website, AfricaForTheAfricans.org. Everything you need to make that trip will be there for you. All the information, all the stuff that you need to download, the information about shots and visas and everything, brothers and sisters. In fact, if you want to see pictures of previous tours, go to Facebook.com. If you want to see videos, go to Facebook.com forward slash Bomani. Okay? Being real. If you want to see videos, YouTube.com forward slash Bomani. 2007. He's still in town. He hasn't left yet. Give him a call if you want to. 404-931-9429. 404-931-9429. Africa for the Africans.org. Have a shot.
HabashaIncorporated.org. Habasha stands for Helping Africa by Establishing Schools at Home and Abroad. And, of course, the projects they have here in Atlanta and, of course, the project they have in Ghana. When they unveiled the Kashi Project uh, last year, October. Last year, October. Yep. HabashaIncorporated.org. Helping Africa by Establishing Schools at Home and Abroad. All right, the, le the Ledge Group Land for the Environmental Development of Group Economics. And, of course, Ledge deals with the four areas of human necessity and human existence, which is food, water, clothing, and shelter. They have 12 projects, six countries in Africa, 12 projects, six countries, over 170 employed, over 260 members. Brothers and sisters, become a member of the Ledge Group. A-B-B-I-B-I-T-U-M-I. dot com in Ghana. Bibiatumi.com. Smile Pharmacy, S M A I F A R M A C Y. Smile Pharmacy. Brothers and sisters, contact Brother Jabril. Maybe you want to do something at the beginning of the year since the new year coming up. So they say, right? Yeah, but you know, people do that and maybe you want to give them a call and see if they can work out a health program for you. Maybe you want to get off those drugs. Maybe you want to lose weight. Maybe you just want to be a more healthy you. Give them a call at 770-765-7751, 770-765-7751, Smy Pharmacy. Drop them an email at S-M-A-I-F-A-R-M-A-C-Y at gmail.com, Smy Pharmacy. Moses West Foundation, brothers and sisters, I can't say enough about the Moses West Foundation and the atmosphere of water generating technology that he has created, so therefore, Water is not an issue. Access to water is a serious issue. Clean, drinkable, usable water. The Moses West Foundation is an innovator in global sustainability, guided by the vision of Moses West, that clean water is a fundamental human right. Is a fundamental human right. Our mission, our mission is to leverage cutting-edge atmospheric water generation technology to provide essential water access, foster community development, and promote environmental responsibility. Okay. Wadada's uh, well, Healthy Market and Juice Bar, located in the West End here in Atlanta. I'm Ralph David Abernathy. They have a fine selection of smoothies and fruit drinks and health drinks and pastries and uh, dry goods of beans and so forth and all kind of good stuff that would us on sat Saturday and Sunday tomorrow and Sunday vegan dishes for sale and so forth with daughters healthy market and juice bar M the Medu bookstore in the Greenbrier Mall Mama Nia celebrated last week last this past week unfortunately foolishly I forgot about it I just gonna be <laughs> damn because I, I love Mama Nia she's she's fantastic Give her a call at 404-346-3263. 404-346-3263 because she has postcards, greeting cards, books, gift certificates, T-shirts, figurines, and so much more. The Medu Bookstore in the Greenbrier Mall. The other bookstore we promote is Brother Kazimde Ajamu of the Black Dot Cultural Center Bookstore and Coffee Bar located in Lithonia. I-20 going east, exit 74, make a left, now you're going north. On the left will be Black Dot Cultural Center and Bookstore and Coffee Bar. Give them a call at 770-305-6373. 770-305-6373. There is light in the Black Dot. Jump back on that road. Head back the other direction. Now you're headed south. 
make a left. Now you're still headed east. The very next exit, exit 75, Turner Hill Road, make a right. Three lights, make another right. Right on the left is the new Black Wall Street Market. The new Black Wall Street Market where they'll be having Kwanzaa and all kind of good stuff. Talk to Mama Nabantu and uh, all kind of good Kwanzaa's coming up. So I'll be announcing those and we'll talk about Kwanzaa's formation. So all those things are going to be coming up on the program. Hope you'll continue to listen. Us Lifting Us, the Economic Development Cooperative for Our People, that Thursday night broadcast, last night, the Thursday night broadcast on Blog Talk Radio, blogtalkradio.com forward slash ULU, Thursday night broadcast. And, of course, uh, every Thursday night from 9 to 10, the number to call is 929-477-2789. That's 929-477-2789. Us Lifting Us. Okay, Homeland Village and Cultural Gift Shop in Macon, Georgia. Brother Abija uh, in Macon, Georgia. Give him a call at 478-256-1166. That's 478-256-1166. He has everything in his store. He even has a vegan restaurant on the premises. Brother Brother Abija, Homeland Village and Cultural Gift Shop in Macon, Georgia. Okay. Sun Goddess Sense, my good sister Shelly Amon said she has all kinds of gifts for you for the Kwanzaa season, Christmas season, whatever it is. She's got gifts, so give her a call at 404-434-7963. That's 404-434-7963. Spend some money with us, brother. Spend some money with us. Let the, let the fourth principle of Kwanzaa, Ujamaa, cooperative economics, be real. Sun God is sent your one-stop natural shop located 4140 Jonesboro Road inside the International Discount Mall, Boot 225. Sanjay Dash Sister Gabrielle Aurelia is doing an outstanding job of educating our young children in the northeastern portion of the island of Haiti. Sanjay, S-O-N-J-E dash A-Y-I-T-I, Haiti dot org. Sanjay dash Haiti dot org. All right. Okay, Baba Barudi, Mama Yah, well, Akaban Institute. And can't say it enough, the great job that they do of educating our children and also to presenting the Inya Sassim, the Inya Sassim of daily revolutionary thought. In fact, as I'm reading these, you know, we got Brother Franklin Jones uh, coming on and the Black People's Matrix. In fact, as I read these, brother, you know, because he sent me to some directions, all of it, everything we do seems to mesh. I just love it. I do. December 7th, the secret to life is to have no fear. Kwame Nkrumah, Dr. Kwame Nkrumah. It is our fear which lets the European corrupt our children's minds. Having created us in their minds, they know our fears and use them to focus and to force us to relinquish our children unprotected to their insanity. And they know well how to corrupt them. They know that all it takes is one perverted image, one loaded word, one twisted thought to start the process. They know that if they can implant that image or word when the child is young enough, it will find fertile enough gray matter in which to take root. And while it may not immediately come to dominate 
his or her thought, it will hold its own until the mind is exposed to more corruptive thoughts as life goes on. It's like the cells of alcoholics who no longer drink. If they ever drink again, they more easily return to the bottle because the earlier alcoholism was powerful enough to permanently mutate the structures of the cells such that these cells would forever be more receptive to and greedily <laughs> seek out the taste of alcohol in their blood. Only those restraining their sanity without fear can prevent this assault against the minds of our children. Nothing else will be reasonable or sufficient. I say, affirm, because I have my African sanity, I am without fear. Affirm, because I have my African sanity, I am without fear. December 8th, any black human being able to survive the horrendous evil circumstances which one inevitably finds oneself trapped must be some kind of giant with great and particular abilities, with an armor as resistance as steel, yet made of purest gold. Our dear sister Abby Lincoln. Nothing but a man starring Abby Lincoln and Ivan Dixon is the story of Africans surviving this reality. It details the intensity with which the fragile, frightened psychosis of the European mind works to break African spirits to the point of voluntary vanquishment. Those of us who survive this madness with our, with our man and womanhood intact are the greatest threats to the survival of the European empire on this planet. When you watch this movie, you will easily understand why it was Malcolm's favorite movie. And one of mine as well. Brothers and sisters, you can go to YouTube and watch Nothing But a Man starring Abby Lincoln and Ivan Dixon. It's a great movie. Affirm, I am phenomenal African warrior scholar. Affirm, I am a phenomenal African warrior scholar. I may not be a real African warrior scholar, but I'm a brother who loves us. And I got a brother coming on who loves us just as much. December 9th. Those who know themselves are not intimidated by those who claim cultural supremacy and hegemony. Nana Belfour, Dr. Asa Hilliard. Those seeking to be self-taught will be faced with a very difficult internal battle of defining academic success. We have been so well trained to think of measuring our intellectual and intellect in terms of matriculating through the formal educational system that any other way tends to pale by comparison. Especially this is a spiritual issue because those who choose to educate themselves know that what they are doing is more beneficial to African people. And it is only through communing with the spirit that we can overcome this guilt over having received an African versus a Eurocentric education. Meditate on your divine righteous purpose and the corruptive nature of a compromised education until this is no longer an issue. Doing this while struggling to survive presents an even more trying challenge. You will struggle. You will be challenged. 
you will be forced to look deeply into your talents to find ways to counter the hostilities and satisfy your needs. You will have to deal with the world that fights against your African essence. You will have to deal with the world that fights against your African essence. Sadly, applying our energy in this way is so underrated among Africans in Western society. Yet, it is a freedom unrivaled by anything the Negro world has to offer. It will teach you who you are and what you are not. It will give you an unbelievable inner strength, that vital, unstoppable force that Europeans fear so intensely. Ashe. Affirm, I know myself and I'm not intimidated by those who fear my genius. Affirm, I know myself and I am not intimidated by those who fear my genius. Brothers and sisters, the inyasasim of daily revolutionary thought. Ashe. Yes, sir. We are once again blessed today to have one of my favorite people uh, on the program, uh, a guest who who has been on this program, in fact, used to co-host with me and had his own program for a minute, and, and this brother just, and, and believe me, he ain't, he ain't stopped. He's still doing, he's still doing work. He's still pro- producing content. He's still, I mean, yeah, this is, this is brother Franklin Jones, the black people's matrix. Good morning. Good morning, my brother. Always a pleasure to be on, on your program and to be in your company. And, you know, I love your African spirit. I love your, your love for our people and your love for the liberation of our people. I appreciate say, you. Thanks for having me on. Um, I say, well, great minds think alike. <laughs> no, we're both right <laughs> there, man. We're both right there for us. And we appreciate it. Especially you because you have done a Thank lot you. of good research and you present a lot of good information uh, <clears throat> that helps us understand clearly where we're at and the things that we need to do. And so f- from that aspect, yes, correct. I really appreciate that. Man. Uh, you know, yeah. I totally agree. Um, what's most important to liberate ourselves, we, we must have an accurate understanding of our plight and condition because if our understandings are flawed then all liberating remedies that stem from those misunderstandings will always be flawed. This is why white oppressive forces spread so much disinformation into the black community. If this information keeps our liberation efforts flawed, that's our problem. Yeah. You know, when I come on, many people many people say I'm always on the same subject, okay? However, if someone could present a topic that's more important than the liberation of our minds from mental slavery than presented to me because there is none. There is none. There is not a... No. There's none. There's not mm. struggle. There's not a fight more important, uh, you know, for black people than the emancipation of our minds from white mental slavery. Their monopoly over our minds is their greatest power over us. Yes. And, and, and the fact of the matter is it is a life and death struggle. So, no... There it is, is no. That's why when you do come on, I don't. I ain't, you know I've never complained yeah. about uh, being redundant <laughs> or repetitive or this that or the hell with that. Yeah. And a lot of times, say it again, brother. Say it again because we need to be positively <laughs> yeah. reinforced with the notions and the ideas yeah. of us 
challenging ourselves to free our minds. Yes. You know. The white man is the white man is playing chef while many black people are playing hopscotch. Right. <laughs> and that's the then we ain't even playing checkers. Yeah. He playing chess and we playing hopscotch. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> exactly. We're not on the board. Yeah. You know? I would like to stop. There's a, there's a quote that was made in 1832, and it's presented before the founding fathers. Benjamin Franklin, Thomas Jefferson, Abraham Lincoln is presented by a delegate named Henry Berry of the Virginia House of Delegates. Yes, that's he my said, favorite one. This is one of my favorite ones, brother. Yes. Go ahead. We, we have, as far as possible, closed every avenue by which the light of truth may enter the minds of the Negro. If we could extinguish their capacity to see any light of truth, our work would be complete. They would then be uh, on the level of a beast of the field, and we shall be safe and can then rule over us forever. That's right. This is by design. They don't want us gaining a true understanding of our plight and vision because they know if we do gain it, we'll then be able to develop the proper kind of strategy that are required to liberate ourselves. That's right. You know, I, 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 that's one of my favorite quotes. I know that by memory uh, from Anthony Broder's book, The Broder File, which I got it from, is Henry Bear, the Virginia House of Representatives. It is, it, I mean, mm -hmm. it is pointed. It is definitely there. Mm -hmm. And, and uh, yeah. you know, and so that's why uh, it needs to be understood. Just like a lot of us need to take our ass over to YouTube and look up Howard Nicholas. This cracker, yes. you know, Howard Nicholas is arrogant as hell. He's addressing a, an audience. You, you don't see the audience, but I'm quite sure it's you know, predominantly Caucasians or whoever. And uh, he's <laughs> saying unequivocally, we must never let Africa be free. We must never let Africa exactly. control its resources. We must never let Africa produce anything. We must because, the, because the West needs the resources to survive. Yes. The, the West cannot survive without the resources from Africa. So therefore, they have to keep Africa in a state on their, our needs to continue to exploit the resources. You know, the technology that I, I here, in, right in front of me, I have a laptop, I have a desktop, I'm talking to you mm -hmm. over the internet, I, I'm talking to you, and, and our voices are around the world. I don't know if Paul is going to call in. I wish he would. He ain't called in in a few days. Uh, uh, Jay calls in. Uh, Brother Lust, Brother Ted Lust. You know, there's so many others. And a lot of people who used to call in don't. But I hope they can still listen. But the bottom line is the point I'm making. This technology is there. But it was not produced by us. Yes. But what makes this technology goes is what we have. And without what we have, it doesn't happen. Without cobalt without bauxite without all these other minerals it doesn't happen and africa produces the majority of it and of course yes. the western world wants it for little or nothing they want it for little or nothing and then once they produce it's just like uh just saw a piece on cocoa you know uh more cocoa coming out of west africa particularly ghana and uh togo i don't know if it was togo or cote d'ivoire they're next to each other, next door to each other, but they produce more cocoa. In fact, what the real issue was, the children, little children with these machetes, you know, cutting open barefooted rags on them, cut these cocoa and then getting the stuff for it to be shipped 
to the Europeans to be mass produced, mm-hmm. for you to have nice yeah. chocolates um, on Christmas Day, you know, uh, chocolate nuts, yeah. covered nuts, and so forth on Christmas Day, Cadbury's, Nestle's, Hershey's, you know, and 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 yet, you know, I, that's one of the things in my first visit to Ghana back in '96. Wow, <laughs> wow, back in '96. And I'm sitting on a, uh, at a cocoa farm, and I'm looking out over it and thinking to myself, what if we controlled this? I ain't talking about just cutting it open and sending all that to the Europeans, shipping all it to the Europeans for manufacturing and to be, to be developed. No, what if we controlled the whole thing? We controlled the whole thing. We made the production. We made the chocolate bars. We made this. We made that. Man. You know, not only are they exploiting Africa's natural resources, they also exploit the genius minds of Africans throughout the diaspora and then place this white face on the technology. Yeah. The reality is the reason why we communicate globally, the reason why we're able to talk right now is because of black people. Right. If it wasn't for Africans, we wouldn't have the internet. We wouldn't have the cell phone. We wouldn't have cameras on our cell phone. We wouldn't have the microphones on our cell phone. You know, um, our entire perception of our reality has been distorted. The white society controls our perception of ourselves and they neglect distorted as a means of maintaining their dominance. Because they control our narratives, they neglect distort them and condition millions of us to perceive ourselves through an inferior identity that aids in maintaining their social dominance over us. Black people, we have to understand the truth in order to liberate ourselves. Listen, just check this out. Because, check this yeah. out because what you have been saying, and, and like I said, you have been consistent over these many years. You know, uh, I saw you on, I think, on Facebook or whatever it was, and I reached out to you. I didn't know you were here yeah. in the Atlanta area, you know, but I reached yeah. out to you because what you were presenting consistently was in my line of thinking of African liberation and self-determination mm-hmm. and getting our minds right. You know, uh, I'm my whole idea is to liberate the minds of African people, is to break uh, that vice grip, is to loosen that vice grip that, is, that the European has had on our minds to make us think and behave yes. the way we do. And this is real because even though yes. you can, even, even, Re- though, even though we can uh, uh, quote, we can name all kinds of things, people who have invented this, done this, done that, still the majority of our people in this country and globally think that Africans have never done nothing, that we were running around the jungle with a rag up our ass and a bone through our nose waiting for the European, the Caucasian, the cracker, Urugu to come and give us and nothing could be furthest from the truth. Nothing. And that perception aids the white society in maintaining their social dominance. Social science teach perception is more important than reality. True power lies in perception because people function based upon their perception. A society functions based upon a perception. So the white society feels feeds distorted narratives into a society that shapes the public perception in ways that aids to maintain their social dominance over black people. For example, in America, the largest recipient of welfare are white people. The greatest benefactors of affirmative action are white women, therefore by extension to the black community. The group that commits most violent crimes are white people. Most people who commit are most cops are killed by white men. But these are not the perception people function by. Our society functions by the opposite. And that distorted perception 
um, create and sustain false assumptions within the society that aids and maintain white dominance. Those perceptions affect hiring, firing, promotion, and even criminal sentencing in ways that aids in maintaining white social dominance over black people. It's a social science. You know, I sincerely believe in a people's ability to rise above any and all situations when given the proper information about our plight and condition. Our core problem as black people is that far too many of us are clueless of the hidden social sciences that are being deployed to maintaining white social dominance. But those who don't know, social science is one of the breasts of, of science, the work to the study of human behavior, specifically how people interact with each other, behave, and develop as a society. You know, it's used to steer society towards the perspective of the ruling class, and that includes maintaining their social dominance over black people. You know what we're going to do the next time you come on? We're going we're yeah. to do some brainstorming. We're going to make a presentation on this radio program of the Tavistock Institute and other entities yeah. that have initiated this and how they continue to perpetuate it we're going to break that down and go over that so people can clearly understand we just ain't pulling stuff out of our ass there's this is real this is documented these things have happened these things these things have been planned and they're in the works and then the question then becomes as we uh, go through that process what are we going to do what are we going to do about the situation that we find ourselves in? For those who don't, for those who don't, don't know my background, excuse me, um, I was in the military. I'm a retired to the U.S. Army. While in Iraq, I was an infantry soldier. We got into Iraq, and then all of a sudden these PSYOPs units came in. PSYOPs means Psychological Operation Unit. And I was wondering, why are all these PSYOPs now coming in Iraq? So I was speaking to the colonel, white colonel. I said, why, why are you all here? This has been many years ago. He said, um, while the Army, through our physical you know, abilities uh, on the ground, we're able to win the war. We're not able to win the minds of the people. So, that, so we're going to socialize the Iraqi people to think in ways that, that benefit our occupation of Iraq. And, I, and, and they started socializing the Iraqi people. And they, 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 the, the program was, they didn't care about the old Iraqis. They're going to die off. Their program was to socialize the young, growing Iraqis and condition them. So um, we took over all of their media, their publications, the TV, and uh, we saw Americans put um, American um, agents to, to, to provide them propaganda. Then we went into their schools and we changed their curriculum. The official word from the Pentagon was that we were merely removing of all mention of Saddam Hussein from the textbooks. But that was a lie. We were distilling a value system into the minds of those Iraqi people that makes them think in ways that benefits the Western society, makes them accept the public government that was put in place by the Western society. When I returned from Iraq, I, I went to the, um, the war colleges in Fort Benning, Georgia, and started learning more about the social sciences. And all of these tactics are in books, everything of how they control us. I will give you an example. You know how we never hear no negative narratives about, about white people? Never. But we... There's a reason for that. That's a social science. Because it, to feed negative narratives into our society about the dominant culture undermines their position of social dominance. So therefore, all narratives fit into the, the society must exalt the white society. This is still the value system into the masses that aids the white society maintain their social dominance. See, that's why all of our lives, you've never heard anything negative about them. It, it is still the, people are also inherently... Um, tribal and do not naturally accept the long-term dominance of other racial groups over their lives. 
by constantly feeding to us a white exalting narrative, it makes us more compliant with white dominance over our lives. These are all social sciences. The reason why all narratives by black people are negative is because doing so demoralizes us, divides us, and makes black people much more easier to control and subjugate. The ultimate objective is to demoralize black people to such an extent that we begin to doubt our own ability to govern ourselves. And we believe that we therefore need white to govern over our lives. Moreover, we believe that we're better off living under white dominance. This is the reason. This also creates black self-hatred and disunity, which attacks the core foundation of bondage of the people, and we can then be ruled over forever. These are social sciences. So when we call talking about Willie Lynch and inflation, we need to wake up to our reality. These are books. I've read these books. I've watched us do these on Iraqi, Iraqi people. For example, we all know that we learn more racial affirming facts on social media than we do so within our schools. That's also a social science. Because in order for a dominant group to maintain a position of social dominance, they must deny the subordinate population of a racially affirming education. This psychological conditions the subordinate population to accept their, their inferior status within the society dominated by their oppressors. The white society that means slaves us to their monopoly over information that we receive. When our people call in on these programs, expressing their opinions, speaking negatively about ourselves, I hear all the time, black people this way, black people that way. None of you know anything about a collective set of black people because it's not possible for an individual to assess of millions of people based on their own experiences. Our negative perception of ourselves has been ingrained into our minds by the white society. The white society controls all of our narratives, our media images. They own our perception of ourselves. It's been this way for so long we've normalized it. But we can't overcome what we've normalized. We must wake up to our reality. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. And it's very difficult. It's very difficult yes. to step outside the imposed boundaries that Europeans have placed us in to look at the situation for what it is. But we must. We must struggle against that. We must struggle against what is constantly. We must struggle against that vice grip that has been put on our minds. And the interesting thing about that tool, once it is set, it cannot be pulled apart. But there's a knob at the end of the handle of that vice grip. That knob, when you turn it, the tension is released. Symbolically, acquiring knowledge of yourself, gaining a positive self-image, being able to recall who we are historically and culturally, being able to look at our ancestors with reverence, not with pity and despair, beginning to feel the good within myself and each other and to begin to close ranks. That knob is constantly turning to the point that the tension is released and bam, you can open it and you see the cracker for who and what they are. Not that you try. I, I wouldn't waste a damn moment trying to correct crop Caucasians. To hell with them. They don't want to hear a damn thing that we got to say anyway. To hell with them. Let us work on ourselves. Let us begin to love one another, trust one another, to share with one another so we can build with one another. There is no doubt. I didn't get a chance uh, Wednesday to read um, Nation Building and, and out of Baba Barudi's book identity but I will uh, next week uh, do that 
nation building that that coincides with sovereignty. And that's what we need. We cannot be sovereign here. Not if if you are in the midst when after all that that you have said, brother, and you are in the midst of these people, you're not going to change the damn thing that these people are imposing. You're not going to change nothing. The only thing that you must do is get out of it, is exercise yourself. Exodus. Exodus didn't happen, family. There was no damn Exodus. There were no damn Hebrews in, in, in Egypt, in Kemet, building a damn thing. In fact, these European None. Jews, in fact, these European Jews are forbidden to take DNA tests. Why? Because they ain't no damn Jews. These some damn crackers. They're not Israel. Yeah. They're not the founding. This is, this is madness. This is insanity. Break from all of this bull and close ranks and come together as Africans and be proud yeah. of your Africanness and work together. This is crazy. This is crazy. And, and if we don't, it's, it's Pan-Africanism or perish. It's unify or die. That is the model of this program. That is. I talk about independence, self-determination, liberation, and sovereignty. And, and, and contained in that is Pan-Africanism and unity. And if we don't, we are done. And it is difficult because of what these crackers have done to us. But you are on the front lines and you have been consistent and so am I. And so, and there are many others. You know, my good friend Irv, he hasn't called in, might be busy doing something, whatever. But he says that, um, that this program provides some information that other programs don't. And I agree with that. I'm not on here talking about you know, uh, sports and relationships and Oprah and uh, Clinton and, and Trump. I give less than a rat's ass about all of that. The only thing I'm seriously concerned about is African people. How are our people? How will, how will my people, African people, be coming to the reality of who and the, and the existence of who they are? How will they begin to work together? How will they begin to close ranks and pull their resources? How will they begin to love themselves and each other? You know, put all petty differences aside, all that tribalism bullshit to, to the side. We are one. We are one Africa. We are one Africa. That's why the greatest among us, Kwame Nkrumah, Patrice Lumumba, Thomas Sankara, oh, so many men and women understood that it was Pan-Africanism, that we are one. It's not Nigeria. It is not Ghana. It is not, no, it is one Africa. And that's the fear of the Caucasian. That's the fear of the Caucasian. That's why when I read the Inyasa Sim, every morning before I start to program, it always hits on those things. So, man, having you here all the time, my brother, uh, when we do hook up, it's always a pleasure. I appreciate you. Yeah, yeah, thank you. I appreciate you having me, and I was honored to be here. You know, the white society can condition black people to, to be holy. We want to be holy rather than critical uh, critical thinkers. 
So therefore, we're easy victims to those who've studied how to hijack the group mind. You know, while black people were studying the Bible, the white, the white oppressive forces were studying how to control the minds of targeted population. They then used that game knowledge to mentally enslave millions of black people. And when those of us try to tell the truth, the brainwashed black population tells us to shut up and keep reading our Bible. That's the situation we're in right now. And some of our people are so programmed that nowadays, before we can confront this for the white supremacy, we're forced to fight against many of our own people who've been oh, yeah. brainwashed to defend it. Oh, yeah. See, because, because the Caucasian creates a buffer. He creates Negroes. Yes. He creates Negroes to yes. act as a buffer against uh, uh, the, those of yes. us who have the legitimate will and aspirations of our freedom and, and yes. liberation. So that buffer group, those Negroes who are, you know, yes. uh, various organizations, various fraternities, yes. sororities, you know, and yes. other, other jobs that they may have, you know, keeping that foot on our neck and keeping us at bay. And the reality, yes, I agree. Mm-hmm. You know, the reality is if you're not a critical thinker that questions the validity of all information you receive from white sources, you've already been mentally enslaved. They're already brainwashing. There's no exception. If you blindly accept their information, you are brainwashed. You know, a lot of people say things like, uh, you know, it's, it's been over 400 years and they've hidden so much from us. They've lied so much. How do we get out of this? So much. We are the people we're looking for when we elevate our minds. Because when you start critically thinking, the truth falls right in your lap. When you start critically thinking, I'll give you an example. The Bible, for example. Let's look at critically think and let's look at facts, okay? A fact that has remained consistent throughout world history is that oppressors never provide liberating information to the people they're oppressing because it would be against their interest to do so. Therefore, the mere fact that the Bible was originally imposed upon black people by the white society during, during colonization and enslavement of black people, and then it was then subsequently made ready available to countless millions of black people throughout history, is proof in itself that the Bible does not provide any liberating information for black people. Oppressors don't impose liberating information onto a people. The mere fact that the Bible was imposed upon black people and made available to millions of black people throughout history is proof that it has no liberating principles to it. We have to open our eyes, elevate our minds. You know, in the, in the age of information, um, black mental enslavement is now a choice. Many of our people have been brainwashed to be wardens of their own mental prisons, and they fight against those who try to restore their minds. This is our hidden reality. You know, so often, uh, there's also something the white society did to us, and, and I want you to hear it, so this breaks it down easy. Uh, in a relationship where there's a narcissistic abuser abusing a victim, this, this is called trauma bonding. Listen here, trauma bonding. A, a man is abusing his woman, okay? He's a narcissist. He beats her, he tortures her, and then after he finished beating her, rather, he never acknowledged the severity. He tells her, it wasn't that bad, it wasn't that bad. And then he gives her um, information, um, disapproving narratives about her. He gives disapproving narratives. Here's what happened to her psyche. He beats her, mistreat her, tell her it wasn't that bad, and then inundate her with disapproving narratives. You know what happens to the woman? She, rather than hating the man, rather than resenting the man, she tries to win his approval. It's a mind hack. This, this provides the narcissist with a better response from his victim. Rather than the victim hating him, the victim tries to win his approval. 
the white society, black people are in a narcissistic abusive relationship with the white society. After the white society brutalized it for hundreds of years, they never acknowledged it. They said it wasn't that bad. They said, get over it. And then they constantly inundated us with negative propaganda about ourselves. So rather than hating them, millions of black people are trying to win their approval. Many black people say, I got to show white people we're not all bad. You understand the scenario? We have been high, our minds have been hacked. So therefore, rather than hating them, we're trying to win their approval. It's not a goddamn slave syndrome. It's a psychological warfare. It's called trauma bonding. Our people must elevate our minds above dumb crap. You know, social science, everything to do with you is a social science. And these things are, 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 are if, you, if, you, if you go to the uh, Tabitha Institute um, website, you should order their books. Their books are expensive. They, I think the cheapest book is $10,000. That's by design because they want to keep this information out of the hands of the masses. What did you this say? We, that, uh, that, that there is information that you can get from the Tavistock Institute, but the cost is astronomical? Astronomical. They're books. The cheapest one I saw was $10,000. That's by design. That's by design. That's how you keep the, the knowledge out of the hands of the masses. Now, you know, you, you, you mentioned YouTube earlier. Now, I, um, I want those, I, I like to mention a YouTube video. There's a video called The Century of Self. Now, when you're talking about a century of self, you're not going to put out black people. They're going to just put out how you control the masses. But those same social sciences that you're going to see in the video, the century of self, that's the tactic being deployed against us. That's how you understand what's being done to us, to the white society's monopoly over information. There's even a program that they use through uh, uh, humiliation. You know when you're watching on uh, television and you see those negative narratives about black people? It affects you in two ways. It feels like both a public humiliation and a personal humiliation. And when you're sitting and watching those programs over and over, over and over, you're embarrassed because you, you, still, you know, your coworkers are seeing that program. You know, your, your white colleagues are seeing the program. You feel embarrassed. And you start saying, why can't people get their act together? Why can't we get your act together? This shifts your collective frustrations and aggressions away from the white society and redirects it towards your own people. And then you go to work trying to show white people we're not all bad. This is all by design. As long as we think it's Willie Lynch, we're going to remain fools. You know, um, it, 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 it breaks my heart when I see a black person pulling out books about Willie Lynch. It breaks my heart when a black person says he's woke and starts quoting scriptures to me. <laughs> the ignorant are ignorant their own ignorance. Yeah, it's shocking. Oh, man. <laughs> you know, a, a lot of people are unaware of this fact. That a, a, a part of maintaining dominance is keeping the rhetoric of the uh, oppressed dumbed down, the liberating um, rhetoric dumbed down. You know, when you watch those programs on television about the Black Summit, the part of the Black people, and you notice on the on the panel they'll have rappers, they'll have self-hating blacks, and they could be, uh, these people are handpicked. There are there are national lists of Black people who are, who are can never be given a national platform. You and me would never be invited on those programs because the goal, even Norm Chomsky talks about this, the goal is to keep the rhetoric of the oppressed dumbed down. Mm -hmm. And therefore, when they start talking of lively debate, but there's no substance. Watch those programs. You have guys throwing rhymes around, but there's no real substance. Right. Social scientists in the 1960s, they studied, and they learned that the way um, um, Malcolm X followers grew, 
and Dr. King followers grew by giving a national platform to them. When they put the camera in front of their faces, other black people gravitated towards them. So the social science determined that you never, remember when our, Edgar Hoover said, the only way there'll be another black national leader if we right. create them. Remember that? They'll create, yes, sir. What he meant by, mm-hmm. yes, so what they do now is they don't give a national platform to true black liberating mindset. No. They treat black liberation, real black liberation people, like a gardener treats weed within a, ba- within a garden. A gardener does not provide fertilizer nor water to weeds because he doesn't want the weeds spray through a beautiful garden. The white man no longer provides a national platform for true liberating minds black people because they don't want the poison of black liberation spraying through the garden of the system of white supremacy. So when you they only give a national platform to their puppets. Mm-hmm. This is our reality. We don't have true leaders anymore. And and uh, right now they all black organizations in the US, the five oh C three, um they're gov- they, they get funds through government. The government That's is right. able to control them. That's right. If they take on a gender that's against the national interest of the U.S. government, they can get their 503 pulled. They can get their funding pulled. So this is how the white society controls our, our so-called black leaders. We are the system that most of us don't understand. We, so our black leaders, our alleged black leaders, are not limited to things like um, addressing a, 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 a black man being killed by a cop. But anything that ultimately leads to the liberation of black people, they're not allowed to talk about it. They're not allowed to talk about it. Anything that's against the national interest of the white society, they cannot address. So they're not truly leaders. They're puppets, as J. Edgar Hoover said. We only have puppets. Well, listen, we're going to take a break, brother. We're going to take a break. We come back from the break. There's a Mm -hmm. number of people in the queues. So these phone calls, they're ready to talk to you, dear brother. So okay. when we come back from that All break, right. we'll engage in conversation with our callers and Great. more. Uh, man, I love this. Brother, we have Brother Franklin Jones, the Black People's Matrix, with us. You're listening to African Perspectives here on the Motherland Media Network, on timeforanawakening.com, and blacktalkradionetwork.com. We'll be right back. You stay with us. You are listening to African Perspectives with host Brother Oshie. On time for an awakening media, part of the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasting or live program scheduling, hit them up at timeforanawakening at gmail.com.
You are listening to Time for an Awakening Media, part of the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasts or live programming, hit them up at timeforanawakening.com. Hey, welcome back, brothers and sisters. Once again, you're listening to African Perspectives here on the Motherland Media Network on timeforanawakening.com and blacktalkradionetwork.com. Yeah, talking today, of course, with black people matrix and that is brother franklin jones always an honor and pleasure to have him on the program brother franklin jones how you doing man you know but all right brother you know in case i'm wondering you know whenever you say franklin jones you know i hate that name <laughs> it just doesn't <laughs> feel like me but i was like you know, that, that's so white man name yeah right I, I i describe it as understanding the psychology of our people i use it uh, but it's not who I am. Yeah, I, I use it why when I do my lectures, I wear suits. You know, people's minds have been colonized. So yeah. I walk in with a suit and they call me Frank Jones, but that's not who I am in my spirit. Right. I'm right African. On. Right on. <laughs> right on. Same here. Well, that's why, uh, you know, many, many years ago, uh, has I yeah. you know, embraced being African and then um, yes. went to the African naming ceremony and got a name mm-hmm. and then chose to and I've been Oshiemi Adelabu since officially through the law of this so called land mm-hmm. since nineteen ninety two. Wow. You know, since nineteen ninety two. Wow. You know, because I, I you know, if, if I say I believe in self determination, I believe that we should name ourselves yes. and do for ourselves, then I gotta follow that example. Yes. You're not gonna be that example, you know. Yes. Yeah. So true, so true. Yep. So we got some callers here. Let's open up the phone lines. Uh, brother Lusk, how you doing, my my brother? How are you? Brother Ted Lusk, Montgomery. Okay. He might have stepped away. Uh, Jay, how are you doing today? Hey, man. I can't be no better than yesterday now that the man, the myth, the legend, the woogie woogie man, Franklin Jones is on the air dropping right. that sign. That's right. But in honor of our good brother, I'd just like to ask one quick question that I know my brother Ralph would ask. Where the caskets at? Where the caskets at? In relationship to what? Pan Africanism. Unity or die. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. From that perspective. Yeah, well, you know that's that's all. And, uh, that's all I want this, to know. You, you 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 know the answer. The bottom line is, you know, at this stage, those caskets would be filled with us because we're not in a position to go ahead and and challenge the cracker in that way at this time. But it ultimately is going to come down to that, and we have to prepare ourselves. That's the thing, you know. Some of us, we're well, still. When our, the day our hope, come, our hope, Jay, as you know, our hope is in Caucasians allowing us to be a part of what they have and treating us right and treating us fair. That is our hope. We don't want to be independent. We don't want to be self-determining. We don't want to be liberal. We don't want to be sovereign. We want what white folks have. 
and that's super dominant. That's not me and you are. No, it's not me. And it's not you. Yoda. No, it's not Franklin. No, it ain't, I know it ain't you. I know it ain't Paul. I know it ain't many people who listen to this program. No, because if you listen to this program, you know what you're about. You know who you are. But no, the majority of our but, people. But I'd just like to ask a quick question sure. to the great Franklin Joe. Franklin, what is the last book that you read? Last book I read. Um, book of Ideological Subversion. There's a book called Ideological Subversion by, I can't remember the author name. Ideological Subversion was the last book I read. And I'm, and I'm glad we said that because the, the topic you're talking about, about how we, what happened to Pan Africanism, what happened to our state, uh, we're dead to a new being coffins. I'd like to point something out is that uh, during the 1960s, African Americans implemented the most successful unified protest in U.S. history. Today, we are now more divided than any time in U.S. history. During the 1960s, we called our brothers and sisters, and we called our enemies crackers. Today, we call each other niggas and bitches and call them white people. Clearly, we respect them more so. There was a time when we all loved Africa. Now, today, many of us rather be called a nigger than African. Many of us are, take, accept any narrative that allows us to be anything other than African. Now, these fundamental changes in the African-American culture is by design. Also, in 1960s, we all believed that the white oppressors were our worst enemies. Today, millions of us believe that we're our worst enemies. Uh, back in the 1960s, we all wanted liberation. Today, millions of us only want a comfortable footing within the system of white supremacy. Okay? These are all facts. It's always by deliberate design whenever the oppressed changes in ways that benefits the oppressors. This was achieved by something called ideological subversion. Ideological diversion changes what people believe or changes change their, their beliefs in ways that are against their own interests. It is a slow process, and it works by spreading disinformation and deception into the community, and we start functioning based upon it. The white social scientists determined that African Americans had developed an, uh, an allegiance toward Africa. So they said so they had to, they had to um, remove all these Africa because it hindered our allegiance toward the U.S. So they started a propaganda campaign denigrating the image of African, of Africa. So now we, it made millions of us perceive Africa, our slave, as been a rescue mission. So now we feel indebted to the white society. They also did propaganda, constantly inundated us with black and black crime, black and black crime. And this shifted our mindset from perceiving white society as being our worst enemy to perceiving ourselves as being our worst enemy. This, this is all by social science. They recognized that the blatant white racist actually using the path of controlling and subjugation of black people had ran its course because the result is unprecedented black protest. Social scientists now developed more sophisticated ways to steer our culture. So this, this unity that we see is by design. We're constantly being told black and black crime, black and black crime, we make them with our worst enemies. And, and um, control through demoralization is a very effective tool. It taps into the immense power that shame has upon the human mind to make enslaved by people. Now, we can look at our people and we say, what's going on with our people? But we have to learn that there's a social science behind our people. Our people just change in ways benefiting the white society just to happen by coincidental. It's not coincidental. It's an ideological subversion program that was implemented in 1968. They turned our, our culture upside down. Until we understand the science, teach the people, each one teach one, and then we'll liberate ourselves from it. We're all responding to what we're seeing, but we don't know why we're seeing it. 
deliver ourselves, we can learn why we're seeing it. Once we understand it, we can kind of strategy to overcome it. I say. I say. That's what happened to the Black Liberation Movement from yeah. 1960. Yeah. Ideological subversion. Yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, one of the things that, as I looked at our movement at that time, being a, being a part of it as a teenager and as a young adult, and then, of course, kind of got sidetracked a little bit, got into the fire service, and then with that time on in the firehouse, had the opportunity to read and then to get involved in organizations. Then, I, then my reawakening yeah. to who I am and to culture who we are, you know. But one of the things that I understood way back then is that we didn't have a in the black power so-called so-called black power movement we did not have yeah. a african cultural component in it we we wanted black power you know but that really meant that we want what white folks got we want the job yeah we want to live in the neighborhoods we want to go to their schools we want to mirror them we want the cars and so forth you know we didn't want to be independent self-determining liberated or sovereign we didn't want that and unfortunately many of us still don't want that today you know and that's what we must do and so um let me let me let me take another call about okay, it. You. yeah go ahead okay so one thing we'll, um uh, in 1968 white social scientists that were hired by the current commission to study the african-american community to find the reasons for the unprecedented black protest yes they determined three core factors they said one was a was a uh, was blatant white racism. But if they had to abandon the use of blatant white racism, they more covert weapons to maintain their dominance. They also determined that black people had gained a collective unifying self-esteem brought on by the emergence of the Black Pride movement. And they also learned that black people's collective aggression had reached a boiling point. That's what, these were the three factors. Mm-hmm. So um, they abandoned the um, blatant white racism and they started to, um, deploying propaganda to keep the, the collective self-esteem of black people low. This is why we're constantly inundated with fraudulent negative narratives about ourselves. When you critically think that cartoonishly unrealistic it actually is, that their goal is to keep our collective aggression um, to, to, directed towards ourselves and our self-esteem low. And it's achieved through their propaganda campaign. Mm-hmm. This is why we're in the state we're now in. That's right. Go on. Oh, yes. Let me get uh, Brother Paul. Brother Paul, how you doing? Yes, Brother Ochi, can you hear me? I can hear you very well. Good to hear you, man. You been doing okay? Nice to hear you, Paul. Well, uh, good to hear you, uh, Brother Franklin. But yeah, I'm a, I'm alive and I'm kicking. So right on, keep on I'm kicking. Alive, That's right, keep on uh, kicking if ass. Alive, <laughs> if, I'm, if I'm alive, I can do better. That's right. I'm better, I must do. So that's all I ask for, um, Brother Ochi, and I mean that for yes. the tip of my toes to the top of my head. I mean that. You know, what I mean, if I if I get up in the morning and I can take a deep breath, I know that I've got to do better. That's right. I'm I still on the case. I have to reach out. I have to give some time to the people. Mm-hmm. I have to do the things which uh, I'm concerned about. I you say. understand, Baba Ochi? I say. Yeah? Yeah. And along those lines, uh, before I get into what I will find up to say, what brought me to that understanding is when, when, I, when, I, when I had my own business, I had a computer business, and I was doing very well, and then I got sick, yeah? And, and then um, I remember lying in the hospital, thinking to myself, how how did I get here? Looking at the ceiling, thinking, wow, how is this possible, man? I mean, I've done everything right. I'm doing what I'm supposed to do, and I'm lying in a hospital bed, yeah? And to be honest with you, I don't, if I didn't, if it wasn't for those surgeons, 
one one European and one one Pakistan. If it wasn't for them those surgeons, I probably wouldn't be here. Mm -hmm. I'd probably be dead. So the reality for me is that I know life is a precious thing, you know what I mean? And I think sometimes you need to be taken to those places to understand the importance of life itself, yeah? So with that said, um, I was thinking when, as our brother was talking, some of the things, and I, 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 wanna, I wanna have a little go at our brother because these are the things I'm thinking of. How I, I didn't go in search of um, Brother Franklin Jones. I didn't at all. I didn't know nothing about him or his work at all. I actually bought a book from a place. I bought a book and it was about uh, Rastafarianism. And the, the book, I couldn't believe. It was just blew my mind of that way. It talked about the history of Rastas and the history of them in the UK. And the brother I bought the, the book from, he was an African from the continent, from Nigeria. Yeah. And I know he was a lecturer, but he usually, he, he usually sold computer software. I used to buy computer software from him. And I wondered why he was selling the book. So the next time I went to him, I asked him, why, why, you know, who, who wrote that book and why are you selling it? And he told me that it was his, um, his niece's partner who wrote the book. So I said to him, can I meet the partner? Can I meet him? Because the book just blew my mind away. And, I, and to me, I've never wrote a book. I wrote a lot of stuff, but I've never published it. And I wanted to, being that he was in London and being that he was local, I wanted to know who he was. So I, he, he did that for me. He gave me his number and I met him. And I sat with him and I talked for ages, hours. Uh, he just blew my mind away, the information his brother had. And for some reason, he said he had a, a web page. And then um, I went on the internet looking for the web page. And for some strange reason, I thought, I, I came up against um, the Black People's Matrix. And I thought that was his website. Don't know, <laughs> I mean, this was years ago. Don't okay. ask me how that happened. But this is what happened. And I thought that was the brother. I actually believed. The only, I only realized it wasn't him until our brother Franklin Jones came on your platform. And obviously the brother said he's from America and he, he told us as well. And I said, wow, that's not the brother. That's not the same brother, right? So what I'm saying to you, what I'm trying to explain to you is that I didn't go and search for Franklin Jones. I, I, I now accept if the ancestors took me to him. His ancestors did it because yeah. I, I, I knew nothing about him. So here what now? Then I looked at his material and some of the things I knew, like the Tavistock Institute, I knew that because when I was in law, I used to see reports from them. I used to see psychological reports from these people. They produced these reports in court. So I started investigating, what is this place, the Tavistock Institute, yeah? And I read so much about it and it was just mind-blowing because anybody I spoke to, nobody, but nobody knew who these people were, nobody. And they were, they're just in, a, in London, where we live, not maybe about eight miles away from where we live. But no, I'm telling you, I spoke to everybody. Not one person could tell me what the Tavistock Institute person was. Nobody. So when, when I started seeing that stuff, and he's reading, and he's showing us the other side of it, it was mind-blowing for me. Because that was the first time I ever see somebody who knew anything about this, this stuff. All right? And that's what attracted me to it. And the other thing that attracted me is the memes. I want the people to know this, Franklin Joe. So give me the time. The memes so he, was, he was producing. He was producing memes. Memes. Yeah. For those who don't know what memes are, those who think they know, but don't really know, like to blow up their mouth, run up their mouth, but they really don't know. He's producing memes. <laughs> let me right? let me, let me help are, you out here. Let me help which, let me help you out here, brother Paul. Just just one second, okay, my friend. All right, thank you. Here's a meme that Brother Franklin sent me to deal with the program what we're talking about today. 
it's it the the the, the picture is Morpheus uh, of the uh, what you call series, the Matrix series, Morpheus. He says if you learn social science, you'll then understand the patterns that govern society. The reason why we never receive any negative narratives about Caucasians is because doing so would undermine their position of social dominance. Therefore, all narrative about Caucasians are distorted to falsely exalt themselves. This endorses their position of social dominance. The reason why all narratives about African people, black people, are negatively distorted is because doing so demoralizes, divides, and makes African people much more easier to control and subjugate. The ultimate objective is to demoralize African people to such an extent that we begin to doubt our even own ability to govern ourselves and believe that we, therefore, need white people, Caucasians, to govern over our lives. Moreover, that we're better off living under white dominance and therefore we abandon all hopes of ever liberating ourselves. It also creates African self-hatred and dishonesty which attacks the, the core fundamental and foundation of what bonds us as a people and we can then be ruled over forever. That's a meme. Right. That's fantastic, Mother Ochi. Fantastic. Now that meme, that meme is a digital creation. It's, 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 it's put together on a computer. The person, and when he was doing it, he was doing it at a time when people were not familiar with Photoshop. I'm familiar with Photoshop. I can use Photoshop. So I knew he was using Photoshop, and I knew he was using digital programs to do that. But what was blowing my mind is that he had a strategy for reaching people. That's what blew my mind. Because most times when we're running up our mouth, we don't have a strategy. We just like to blow our tops. Yeah, 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 I know it all. You don't have no damn strategy. He had a strategy. And I thought, wow. And you know what I did? I used to use some of those memes because I had groups which I had set up with 200 and more people. And some of them with like, with the mouth, the noisemakers, we run up their mouth and say all kind of crap, yeah? But I used to use those memes to shut down their arguments. I did, right? Because I knew they didn't know. I used to use the memes and it used to have its effect because they would put in the groups all their crap and their nonsense. And I'll just take the meme and put it in the group. And then you notice how they just go silent for a little while, and I just used to laugh. I used to use those memes, right? And I want you to know this, Franklin. So you're on the radio. You come on the ra some platforms on the UK. But I want to tell you this. Those people who invite you on used to be on those groups. They were on those groups. I'm telling you, they won't tell you that, but they were on those groups, right? So I want you to know if those memes you, you created, which brought your attention to them. It's a fantastic strategy. It's a digital strategy. It's a strategy of our time. That's how you touch the world. You understand, right? So I used those, yeah. and it worked. I just want to let you know it was working. That's how them people ended up inviting you on those stations. Now, my only yeah. group is this. You don't promote your book enough. And I don't really know why you don't, right? That's your own personal thing. But if I was a, your manager, you would. I would yeah. take care of that. Hear what now? We and I'm going to say this, Baba Ochi. I have to say this. We have this brother, Umar Johnson, running all over the damn place, telling us that he's going to build our school, which I hear now he's living in, right? But hear, hear the joke. He been, he's taken over a million pounds dollars from people. He has. It was. It, 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 
you talk over a million dollars, right? In for um on this on this platform, whatever it's called, yeah. And, and what is he producing all this damn time? To me, I don't. I, me personally, this is all my person. I don't want to even hear from him. People can call him out all at once. I don't want to hear from him. I wouldn't go to one of his things because I know he's a joker. But you, you, you've written a book, two books, you've written two books, and I know in my heart I could take that and go any, take you anywhere around the world, and you can earn over a million dollars because you're worth over a million dollars. You understand, yeah? And you, what should be happening, really? What should be happening is these radio platforms should be promoting people like you and your work and using you to go around the world and we all can earn from it because we need to pay our bills, yeah? And after we pay our bills, yeah. we, 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 we take your work, which is good work, and we, we take the indoctrination out of our people because, like you rightfully said, it's about the mind. And your book and your work can do that because it appeals to every one of us on the planet. Because what you're talking about is going to every one of us, okay? It's bigger than every one of us. And pe not just it you, is. people like you. So we should be building a team of people like you. Those who have wrote books, not just run up their mouth, those who have wrote books and done the work and put their neck on the line. And we should be promoting you, just like that UR Johnson does. Instead of him, bring people like you to here, the UK. Right? You'll get money and pay for it. And you deserve it because you're putting the work, okay? And we take you to Africa. When you go to Africa, they'll give you an African name. Don't worry about that. When we take <laughs> you to Africa. That's right, brother, brother Franklin. I've got, got family in Nigeria, okay? We'll give you the right African name, okay? I've got family in Ghana. They'll give you the right African name. That's Don't worry about that. And you'll come back fulfilled. This is what needs to happen with people like that. Because we've heard all the talk. We've heard all the crap talk about politics and all the rest of the nonsense. We need real people. We've got them among us. But we do need to promote it. And if you think I'm joking, I'm willing to put up the first £100. I'm willing to do that. I'm willing to do that. I'll send it to Baba Ochi within the hour. Right? But we need, to, we need to put our money where our mouth is and make this thing happen. You are worth more than that idiot who comes here and takes our money. Okay? And, you, and people like you. This is what needs to happen. I'm well, tired of hearing these mouthpieces. Well, that, well you know what you know what we plan on doing, brother Paul, and, and I like to I like to take Jay with us too. We plan on me and Irv and brother Kwaku and others, and hopefully brother Franklin to come visit you, and set it up where we get a chance to go around to those but, communities but here, here, that are receptive here, 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 to us. Here what, here, here what I want. Here what I want. Right, because hear the joke of it, and I have to be honest. I'm 53 years old. I've got three grandsons. Three grandsons. At 53 years of it, I ain't got no more time to waste with idiots anymore. No more! Right? I, if, if we, you come, I want you to come. But I want us to do something. I want us to make something happen. Okay. That's what I'm all about now. I'm not in the, into the talk, talk, talk. I'm sick of these mouthpieces. I'm sick of them. Talking crap. Dragging us down some politics nonsense. I am tired of them. I, I, I need to give my life to my grandchildren now. Three grandsons. And every day I think about it. Are they going to get murdered out here? Are they going to get stabbed out there? What, what, what am I doing for them, really? How can I protect them? That's the main thing on my mind. I can't get it out of my mind. Because there's so much madness going on down there. You know how these young people behave? They want to kill each other because they all think they're Superman. They all think they're Rambo. You understand? Mm -hmm. I've got three grandsons. That don't leave my mind. Who's going to kill them? Who's going to stab them? Are they going to get in a gang? Are they going to end up in prison for the rest of their life? What's going to happen to them? Yeah? So we need work. That's right. People like Franklin, you, yourself, all the real people, those, not the ones who are fighting to travel, 
Not the ones who are frightened to remove themselves from their comfort zone. I'm not talking about them. I'm talking about the real people. The real who are not scared of anything. They're ready to go anywhere on the planet and fix our people. Because our people need fixing, man. They do. Badly. From Badly. Soldiers. So I'm going to come off my pulpit, right? But I, I say it from my heart. And I don't care who likes it. Because those who don't like it can buy it. That's all I rap in. That's it. <laughs> right on, Brother Paul. Uh, peace, peace to you, dear brother. <laughs> I, 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 love, I, lo- I love Brother Paul. I love his, I love his spirit. Me too, And man. I understand what he's saying. I'm humbled by his kind words. I'm humbled. And um, make my hair rise and you speak. I fully understand that same spirit. I understand that rage he's feeling. Mm-hmm. And I, I understand my marketing sense, I need to push my book more. So sometimes um, as I become more and more aware of the real war that's really being waged against us, sometimes it feels as if I'm seen to push the money thing. I, I feel the... I, I, I'm seeing like people wear chains, right? Wearing mental, cha- wearing physical yeah. chains. Right. And I had the and I have a key that can free them, and I'm charging each of them a dollar for the key. It seems unhumane, immoral. Um, so I, I I sort of put the the bind of my book in the back, and I put the liberation in the front. But I understand the marketing is to put it in the front. That's how you yeah. make the money. Well, but I mean, um, but it's the tool. That is, the, that I, is it is the tool. It's a tool. It's, it's a tool to help me do it. So I will. Yes. I will bring more stuff. I just want to explain my mindset. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a part of me. I'm, I'm so. I am so African, and I love my people so much. I feel if I'm pushing the financial in front. I literally feel as I'm seeing my people wearing chains, and I have a key. And I said, okay, give me ten dollars for a key. Ten dollars for a key. I, you know, that's how it feels. Yeah, I understand. You know, I yeah, yeah. Let me let me get this. I understand. Oh yeah, let me get Go this on. brother in the conversation, yeah. brother Irv. Good afternoon. How you doing, brother Irv? I'm doing good, brother Oshi. Thank you for letting me speak. Thank you for taking my call, right brother on. Franklin. How are you today? Fine, brother. Nice, nice to hear you as always. Believe me, man. You 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 bring the fire every time you come to the show. Uh, brother Paul uh, said everything that I and I ditto all that. Uh, I understand the money piece. I understand, uh, but I, but but more than that, brother Franklin, the message. Yes. And, and you said it. You put the liberation in front of the dollars, and and at the end of the day, you you make money. Money don't make you. You're gonna you're gonna you got somewhere to stay. You got a car to drive. You got food to eat. And, and if you need more, you get more yes. because Most High provides everything that you need. Believe that, regardless of what these Caucasians are saying. But what you were saying really quickly is you said. Collective, I don't know if you said it like this, but paraphrasing, collective aggression towards our sales is what what these Caucasians, you Google, want us to do. Because as long as we're fighting each other, we can't fight them. And see what's happening. And Baba Oshi made a point that take Africa out of the picture. So now you have a people with no homeland. Jews didn't have a homeland, let them tell it. And they lost their mind. They, they they made their people, and this galvanizes them. This this is what keeps them united. <clears throat> that we have a common enemy. But see, the African, the way uh, Maya tells you to live, uh, it doesn't it doesn't perpetuate that that uh, conquering. We're gonna take what you got, and we're gonna be in ju- We're gonna lead you. We're gonna tell you what to do. We don't. That's not in our psyche. So we, it'll be easy to conquer them. 
and, and they only bought a little bit of gold. So where's where's the where the lines at? This is how these Europeans Brother, think. <laughs> Brothers, on point. Hello? On point. Because yeah. without having a base idea to connect our, ourselves, we become further fragmented and easily divided. That's why they push you from calling ourselves Africans to calling ourselves niggers. No longer connected right. to a continent that, that unifies the people. Right. Our people, like I said, they're playing chess, and our people are playing hopscotch. Woo! We have to wake up to our no, bro- brother, brother, I can hardly hear you. Fr- brother Franklin, you're absolutely correct. And and, there, and therein lies the name change. Therein lies the confusion yeah. in your name because you're Negro, you're colored, yeah. you're niggers, or you're black. And, and, and yeah. that, all that, and, and then, then they feed you the religious piece to tell you that you're not chosen. You're not chosen because yeah. the, the white, the, the Jesus that you're worshiping is a Jew. So when you see a Jew, you should worship him because your Savior is a Jew. Huh? Yes. You, 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 and, and all that's subliminal, but it really does affect you. If Jesus is a Jew, then you're a Jew, then I, I'm worshiping you, right? Yeah. Because you gave yeah. me my job. Every store I go in belongs to you. Every car I buy, you made. Every airplane ride, you own the airplane because you own everything. You must be chosen. You have to be better than me, or you wouldn't have so much. Because when a white when a white person becomes a billionaire, a Jew, he makes millionaires. When a black person becomes a billionaire, i.e. Jay Z, who does he make millionaires? So my point the point I'm making is we because we don't feel any connection to each other, then we can treat each other any kind of way we want. Yes. You know, exactly. it doesn't matter. I have no connection to you. You're not my brother. If you if you're in trouble, well, I'm yeah. not in trouble. Hey, man, that's on you because I got to get mine. Yeah. So nah, my brother, I love yeah. you. I love your spirit. I love what you're saying. You're right on point. Keep keep on keeping on. And anything that I can do, if you if you have a mailing list, if anything you want to do, let me know. I'm I'm right in line with it. I'm just like Paul. We got to leave a legacy. We got to we we have to do what John brother John Henry Clark did. Leave the leave the truth behind. See, he yeah. left the truth. John Henry Clark left the truth. Uh, Rocco yeah, left the did. truth, and, and, and the truth and the truth don't need no introduction, and it will never go away. So you're putting down the truth as you see it, and I see through the same lens that you do, and that's interesting. I say because once you Thank put you. these glasses on, you see it. Once you put these glasses yeah. on, you can't unsee it. And, I, and I'm exactly. telling you, brother, everything you say resonates. Thank you for letting me speak. Right on, brother. Thank on, brother Irv. Yes. Yeah. yeah. The brother's right. Once you see the truth, it can't be unseen. And a mind once expanded to a greater radius by the truth never returns to a smaller size because the truth won't allow it to. Mm-hmm. Therefore, the truth is literally like a virus to a system that relies upon lies to sustain itself. When the truth is constantly repeated and stated many times, it eventually prevails. This is because the truth has a vibrational frequency that's more powerful than the lie. The truth is therefore highly disruptive to a white society that sits upon a throne of lies. But you know what, though? But you know what, though? The same thing is how they perpetuate it. When they can perpetuate a lie consistently that you believe it to be true, okay? They can perpetuate a situation knowing, oh, well, how bad it'll be for us, but we'll accept it as the truth. See, and the reverse is yeah. then the reverse quote is true. We can perpetuate the reality, yeah. the truth 
of our of us as a people and our condition. We, you know, we don't have to lie. What you just said, what you just said has a name for it. It's called the illusory truth effect. Like I said, everything we experience, there's science in terms. It's called it's called the illusory truth effect. The illusory truth effect is when people are exposed repeatedly to false information. That false information becomes perceived as true. Repetition makes lies appear more true. See, everything we're talking and we're experiencing, they are social sciences. And once the people have been made to believe something, they then only notice those things that appear to confirm the, um, the programming. And they right. become psychologically blinded from seeing the difference. I'll give you a quick example. Many black women insist that most black men are running in droves to marry white women. And they say they see it all the time when they go out. Right. But they see it because they've been programmed to see. In the United States, 86.5% of black men are married to black, black women. women. Yes. Only 7% are married to white women. Right. But the, the illusion, they would argue that you said, no, black men are running in droves. They don't understand how the white men have studied the mind, and they use that gain knowledge to mentally enslave millions of black people. We, and because we want to be holy rather than critical thinkers, we are easy victims to those who have studied how to hijack the mind. Mm-hmm. Let me uh, get, uh, time to wake up. Yep, time to wake up. Let me get Brother Lusk in here. Brother Lusk, yeah. good afternoon. Good afternoon. Uh, I'm multitasking, but I'm listening and learning. Uh, <laughs> Brother Franklin Jones, it's always an honor and a pleasure to, to hear you and bring forth the kind and type of truth that you do do. And so it's incumbent upon me. I know that I have to take and absorb this information, process it, and do something with it. So thank you so very much uh, for being on the show. I'm still listening and still thank learning, brother. Right on, brother. Thank you very much. Lusk. And I see, I see you're getting that Kwanzaa together there in the, uh, Montgomery, huh? Uh, slowly but surely. It, you know, um, one of the things that's really tough is that you really need boots on the ground. Right. Okay, not just one or two people can, can get this together. And for okay. some strange reason or another, um, folks want you to do all of the work, right? <laughs> And and yes. and yeah. get entertained, quote unquote, and then um, leave you behind, right? By you know, yeah. you you clean it all up and you do all of the. And I'm like, yeah, this is not quite the way that I was hoping that we can go about this. Right. But it's uh, hopefully it's not one of those eleven, you know, the eleventh hour, hour kind of hour. type yeah. of thing. But we'll yeah. see how it works out. As all we right, go. thank you, brother, for loss. Appreciate you, man, and good luck P- to you with that. Please. Take right care, on. take care, brother Franklin. Thank you. Thank you, Brother Thank you for calling in. All right, Brother you Jay. Know, brother, brother Jay? You know, Brother Paul? Hey, yes, is Brother Paul? Hey, 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 yeah. Listen, I done told you this two times already. I done told you two times already. Ain't no way. I've been warned. In hell. I'm going to <laughs> England. Why would I leave one hellhole with crackers to go to another hellhole with even worse crackers yeah. because that cracker is the daddy of this cracker. That's so true no, um, that's, please, that's, brother, that's, don't that's don't volunteer that. me to ever go across the sea. Well, you know what, Jay? I tell you, the crackers. only the it only reason the only reason I would ever go to Europe is to go to the museums to see our artwork, our artifacts. When the crackers said we were, we had no culture to speak of, we had nothing but yet, 
all of our artifacts, all of our artwork is in their museums, and many of them oh, of do not want yeah. to return it. Their whole thing is, no, I'm not yeah. returning. In fact, one of them had the arrogance to say, you can borrow it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you your, your, your boy, your boy Rodoko taught us that. You know, that's one thing I have to give Mr. Arrogance his credit for. He was a master teacher at exposing the yeah. cracker for the thief. Yep. And the liar and the dirtbag that he was, that he man, is. because that he was no, that he, he is, it, man. Yeah. And, and, and the ancestors I know are blessing them for it. Because you know, I think the only person that I recall that was doing the type of work that um, Renuko was doing was Ivan Van Sertema. Yeah. Um, that, right. that that I can recall. Right. Um, there was probably others. Matter of fact, I know there's well, others because you know that in the way Tony Browder does it. Right. But the thing is, you know, you got to give a person the props for what they what they did. And Renoko, he did his thing, man. He yeah. went all over this this world to expose the thief for the thief that he is. And unfortunately, a lot of our people didn't catch on to it because it's it's amazing. And I always repeat, I always appreciate people who get into to to art. Um, you know, it's it's just so much information in art that could show you step one to step two to step three, and our growth as a people, and how it's basically been stolen from us and kept from us, so that we can use it to to educate our people to know the greatness of who we are. You know, the cracker works overtime to keep the truth away from you. You know what I mean? So as long as we can educate our kids to know that part of our history and culture, I think we'll be all right. But listen, Brother Franklin, let me, let me ask you this. As you speak and as you talk, how do we as a people – at this stage, being as divided as we are, move forward. We must we must elevate to liberate. Our people must first gain a, an accurate understanding of our fighting condition. I'll give you an example. Imagine a people are on a ship, and the ship is going the wrong direction. If you want to try to grab the steering wheel, those who are brainwashed will fight you. But if you teach the people on the ship and show them that they're going in the wrong direction, how it happened, what it went off course, once they realize what's happening, that's how we will start to turn the ship around. We have to elevate our people's minds in order to liberate our people. And that's what it is. We use the platforms we have to share information, to share the truth, elevate our people's minds above the biblical fairy tale and the silly slayer syndrome, and let them recognize they are social scientists. Let them recognize that the negative perception about ourselves is an, an illusion used to maintaining white dominance. Once our people are educated of it, that's how we liberate ourselves. A solution to all problems begins with getting a clear and accurate understanding of the problem. Just share the information. Teach each one, teach one. We can do it. That's and right. we're doing it. And there are many of us that are liberated. But we're not that's seeing that because the media don't show it. The black, the black liberation movement will not be televised. They will always show us the worst, the marginalized, and keep yeah. us immoralized. Brother, and what should we do? And what do we do with the white man now? 
What should be our position in dealing with this cracker, white man, Urugu, devil, shoe bag? How, how should we deal with the white man today? I think, I think Dr. King said it best. Dr. King said, you're complaining that, you're, that someone's always riding your back. He said, stand up straight and they'll fall off your back. Once we correct our people's mindset, the mindset, our people will then stand up straight. Our people will demand the respect we deserve. Once we recognize, and there's also an inherent response within human psyche. When people become aware of a danger, they remove themselves from the danger. Our people don't see the danger they're in. Once our people see the danger, they will try. We will, we will make the proper means to get out of the danger. And also, Once we too, recognize what's being done to our those kind of strategies. Yeah, and also, it's an inherent response. Also, too, we'll, we'll, we'll kick his ass to the curb but we'll be very careful how we deal with them because we know they're liars. We know their intent is to exterminate us, get rid of us. They know their thing is to steal and rob from us. So, you know, we'll we'll, we'll, we'll keep him at arm's length, but we're watching every damn thing that the European, the Caucasian, the Urugu is doing because we understand them. We understand them clearly. Let me get Brother Paul in here. Brother Paul. Listen, um, Baba Ochi, listen to me clearly, yeah? Um, uh, Brother Franklin, right, you know Sister Shanice, don't you? Hello? Yes, yes, I do. Yes, right. I do. You know, you know where she is now, don't you? No, she's in Africa right now, right? Got her. Right. Now, you know, you know, you know she, she, every six months she goes in Africa. You know that, doesn't you? You, you know that. <laughs> yes, now, I do. Yes, I do. Yes. So she spent half her time in England and in Gambia, okay? Yes. Yeah, the platform yeah. we used to talk on, Baba Ochi, right? Right. We, we, have, we have presenters in Zambia, Zaire, Gambia, Nigeria. They, they report back all the time, okay? Sister Shanice spent half her time in Gambia. She broadcasts from Gambia, okay? There's no radio platform on this planet with presenters in Africa like we've got here. None. Okay, I'm telling you because I've listened to them all. It's not there. We have tourists who go go to Africa as tourists and come back. Yeah, we I hear that all the while. But we've got people there who are broadcasting it. We've got a radio station in Sierra Leone right now. We've got a radio station in Sierra Leone. I ain't making this shit up. I'm telling you the truth. So when people talk about Africa as tourists, I'm telling you we've got people on the ground, and we've got reporters who report about every weekend. Okay. Africa ain't a problem. Getting you to Africa, no problem. And it's not just going to Africa as tourists. Going to Africa to do the work we should be doing. Right. And that's changing in the minds of the people. Right. I, I, I'm not a no tourist. I, I'm not no tourist. Me either. I don't want to go to Africa. Me either. I don't go. I've never, tourists. I don't consider myself a I tourist. I, no. I, I, ain't, I ain't going nowhere to be no tourist, yeah? I'm only going to make change. Right. That's my problem. I've got to be cautious because the reality of it is, there's great people with power who don't really want change. Okay? Right. They don't want change. Right. Because change means they can't rob from the people, they can't steal from the people, they can't hoodwink the people, and they can't bamboozle the people like some of us really are trying to do. Yeah. So what I'm saying is this, yeah? The reality of it is you, as you define yourself as African-American, let me tell you where I'm coming from. I feel I know more of your values coming here than you fully appreciate. I know more. And I know more 
of how you need to model yourself when you come here to get that value, to make the most of that value. And what I'm talking about is this. Listen, the reality of our situation, for some reason, as African people, we don't like to speak about money, like money some curse or like money some devil. Yeah, the root of all evil may lead back to money, but the reality of it is I'm talking about the value of the person. Yes. Too often, give away our value for nothing. And let me tell you, I studied business, yeah, and there's something called a false economy. They call it a false economy in business, yeah? A false economy is when you undervalue yourself or you give away things for free because people don't respect yeah. it. That's, they call that in business. It's a business term. They call that a false economy. And we too often create false economies. That's why our yeah. people don't okay. respect us. Right. There's a lot of value on your side of the pond. I don't want you to come in as just tourists. Uh, when I listen to you, the work you do, how you put yourself up front, there's so much value there. So if Jay don't want to come, I ain't got no problem with that. Let him stay where he is. But the reality of it is, <laughs> I, I want people who know their value. And I want people to come with I their value. You. I want them, I want their value exploited. Not exploited in the way the white man does it. Exploited so we can take the investment yeah. and put it back into our communities. Yeah. Let me tell you what I will yes, do first. Brother. Look, I do computers. I can build these laptops and rebuild them. I can do it all, yeah? I, I heard a man talk about building a library. One of our brothers talk about going to Gambia and building a library. I'm saying to myself, brother, you can fit a whole damn library on a, on a, on a, on a SD card. Yeah. On a, on a, <laughs> yeah. On a 16 gigabyte, you yeah. can fit a whole library. So why are you spending money to, to ship where they're going to ch charge you when you go to customs? When you go to Africa, they're going to try and rip you off because it's hard to get things out of the customers. We've been doing it all the while. Go to Nigeria, they're going to rip you off. It's going to be expensive, okay? We can do it all by computer. We, we This radio platform, we can build a website, center it on one of our good radio stations, and we can build the whole de-brainwashing thing. So we can brainwash. We go there. When we go there, we're going there for a purpose. We're going there to change their mindset, to our mindset. That's what we're going to do. We can do it. We can do it with people like you because I recognize you've got value and you're doing things. We can do it. We can change them. We don't even have to be there to do it. We can do it via this internet. We can do it. We Let's get this message everywhere in Africa. Let's do it. Through our radio stations. And if they try and shut us down, but, but we Paul, put it on a CD or DVD and we bring it there. Okay? It, we can do it. Brother Paul, we Brother Paul, I, I thank you. Yeah? I thank you for all you're saying. I, I, uh, you greatly impressed me what you said earlier, too. You are the first person I've ever heard fully articulate what I was doing with those memes. Many people don't get it. They don't know the strategy no, how what I was no, doing. You articulated it 100%. You're the first person I've heard articulate exactly and, 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 how what I was doing. Let me tell you why. Let me tell you why. My father, I, I want to give it to my father. Because many things which I used to talk to my father on, you know, he used to look at me like I'm some fool. And I'm thinking to myself, what's wrong with this man? But you know what I realize now as a grown man? My dad thinks through things. He's a strategist. And you know, as you get older, you become like your parents, they say. Yeah? <laughs> and I realize sometimes I look in the mirror. I used to be angry with my dad because my dad used to just criticize everything or, or ask me and ask me and ask me. And then I become like him. Strategy. We need strategies. We don't need just these people running yeah. out there mouth talking about they got money and all this crap. We need strategies, and, we, right. and strategy means yeah. that we're, we're critical thinkers. It means that we're thinking out the process. That's we're right. planning out the process because that's what they do against <laughs> us. Yeah. They don't just come up. Exactly. They plan. And they 
strategize. And that's what yeah. we're going to do. Plan and strategize. And hear what now? I'm going to tell you a little secret. We are the biggest. We have got the, the nine. We've got nine strands of DNA. They've only got six. But we can outsmart them any time yes. we tap into it. Take care. I hear you. Well, let me. I got yeah, another exactly. caller. Let me. Let me take this caller. Uh, four hundred four, Sister Hadia. Hey. Oh, greetings, Freedom Land, Pan Africanism of Paris. What an awesome program. Um, Thank you. This, this yeah. has just been awesome, and uh, I really appreciate the guest speaker today. Oh uh, yeah, definitely. When every time he comes say, on. Sante, to all the enlightenment and the encouragement and the knowledge and the uh, information and and, and Santi for all the, the awesome work you're doing. All right. Thank you. And it is just awesome. Uh, yeah, I, I unfortunately I was off and on because I was yeah, I was in between work and I'm wanting to know about how to get your book. You have a book that's out and yeah. how, how to get it. Well, he's here. Uh, Franklin Jones is here. Uh, here yes. in the Atlanta area, and his book is for sale. It is out. The Black People's Matrix. And what's Matrix. the name of it yeah. again? Go the ahead. Black People's Matrix, and you can get it. It's at www.theblackpeoplesmatrix.com. Matrix, the Black People's with an M. The Black People's Matrix.com. www.theblackpeoplesmatrix.com. Oh, you get it online, you said. Yeah, no, w- I, I, yeah, I, I, it's online. You, but you, you're in Atlanta? Yeah, is it at the Shrine of the Black Madonna? No, it's not. It's not. But Madhu? Because of my, um, it's not there. You're not at Madhu? You need to be at Madhu, man. Yeah. I I, I, I didn't do it a long time. I I went online. I do it all online now. You know. I used to deliver books, pick up books at stores, and I just went straight online. Okay. Became more convenient. Whatever, how you want to do it, brother. But it needs to be So how to get it? We use that, the, the. The address that you gave us, the, the online address. It's mm-hmm. Okay, that that's awesome. Yeah. Really and, and if you're local, I'm. Um, hmm? Okay. Yeah. What were you, what were you saying? Uh, yes, uh, I'm local. What did you say? Yeah, you're local. I'm, I'm prepared to copy my number. I'm gonna give you my number. Oh yeah. Okay. I'm ready. Let me know when you're ready. I'm six, ready. Seven, eight. Six seven eight eight nine five five two one six. Give me a call. Right, we'll talk. I'll get your book. I, I get thanks for that. Okay. And then you know, also I want to uh, add. Right. Uh, you're talking about the trip, um, Bob Osi. So include me and Mama Nabantu on going to uh, to England with Brother Paul is. Include okay. Us. Okay. We'll do that. Yeah. Uh, entourage. Yeah. All right. Yeah, sister. we have our entourage, and it's so awesome. Yep. Okay. All right, brother. Okay. Brother Franklin, our time is uh, our time is wound down. You got yeah. I know. I, I know. I'm, I know. It's time to go, but I want to say something really in closing. Uh, brother Paul was just mentioning about the nine. Uh, the, we have nine strands DNA series, and they have six. If you go further into that, look, those who are listening, Google Google the word Homo sapiens sapiens. Learn Google the word Homo sapiens sapiens. Once you learn who Homo sapiens sapiens are. You'll understand the Caucasian scientific term are not Homo sapiens. Homo, they're Homo sapiens sapiens. They give themselves a similar name to confuse us. The terms Homo sapiens means the wise people, the original humans. That's the African. Um, I know this is the answer. I can't go into the subject. Next time I'm going to go there because, brother, I have more evidence of who they are. And they call themselves scientifically Homo sapiens sapiens, not Homo sapiens. 
long story. Brothers and sisters, I thank you for having me on. It's always an honor. And next time we'll talk more about this subject. All One right. love peace. Thanks for having right me on. on. Always an honor. Let me, let me get Brother Kwaku in here. Hey, man, what's up, man? Brother Kwaku? Brother Kwaku? Okay, well, we don't have it. <laughs> Let me go ahead and close this show because that time is of the essence. All right. Brothers and sisters, we end this program like we end all of our programs with the words of Stephen Biko. The most potent weapon in the hands of the oppressor is the minds of the oppressed. This program is dedicated and committed to helping to free the African mind. But not just the M-I-N-D, but the M-I-N-E because under the feet of African people lies all of the resources that everybody wants think they can't do it out and they sure hell don't want to pay for it brothers and sisters you have a blessed and wonderful day have a great weekend shim hotel that means go in peace a sante sana means thank you bb fahardier a bb fahardier means our victorious destiny brothers and sisters we will be victorious have a great weekend hope to see you on monday family peace